What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of Spiritual Fitness Podcast. My name is Rashid Terry. And spiritual fitness focuses on training our mind, our body, our souls to submit to the spirit of the living God. It will encompass spiritual methods given from biblical texts, devotionals to encourage, motivate, and challenge believers of Jesus Christ to walk in agreement with the word of God. The Bible says, turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Glory to God. I want to welcome you all back to another episode. Um, this is going to be part two, the final part of our uh, workout uh, tips and secrets. And um, it's all a part of working out our own salvation. You know, spiritual fitness is about being spiritually fit from the inside out. Um, a lot of the principles I used in in personal training and in fitness in general, um, I've applied a lot of this to my spiritual walk with Christ because I found it to be a very simple equation of just of creating a regimen to condition the mind, body and soul to be in agreement with the word of God, because just like the Bible says, our flesh does not want to be in agreement with God. This physical body is going to die. It's dying every day. You take a shower and you wash off and you see the dirt going in. Your, your body is dying every day. We're aging. And this body will return to the dust. But our souls will live on either eternity with God, the Father in heaven, or a, a better, better yet, let's not just think of heaven. Let's, let's think further ahead. Our souls have the potential to live on with Jesus Christ as king in the new earth and new heaven. Glory to God. That will be right here. Everything, heaven and earth will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will, will live on forever. And when they create this new Jerusalem, this new heaven, this new earth, we have the potential to live there with them for eternity, pain-free, no death, no sickness, no disease, under the lordship of King Jesus. And this is a beautiful promise to all those who believe. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whoever should believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And all that call on the name of the Lord, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. See, we have to get saved from the wages of sin, which is death. And so this is this is about being spiritually fit, being ready, working out our salvation, because just because you get born again, just because you get saved, it doesn't mean that it's the end. Like we still have this life that we have to live. And God is calling us to be holy people. The Bible says, be ye holy for I am holy. So it is our it is our reasonable service. It is our worship. It is our responsibility to live holy and acceptable unto God. And we do this by remaining or becoming spiritually fit, working out our own salvation. Now, I want to make this very clear. When you are saved, the Bible says you shall not be plucked out of God's hand and no man can pluck you out of God's hand. But I caution people and tell them. 
you can absolutely walk out of God's hand of your own free will. And so it is intentional that we become spiritually fit in order to remain holy and in order to be able to to fellowship with God until that day when he calls us home. Glory to God. We are only here for a short time. Life is but a vapor. A thousand years is a day to God. So I, I want to encourage you today. This is the time to become spiritually fit. And I'm going to go over a little recap of what we what we spoke about last week, because I want to make sure you guys get this. And now I want to thank you all for being faithful, not to me per se, but um, and it's not even faithful to listen to this podcast, but for your faithfulness in seeking God, because because you're here. It shows that you're seeking God. Glory to God. He said, if you seek me, you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Glory to God. So God is not far. He is very near and he is ever present. Glory to God. This is so important and so vital in developing our spiritual maturity in Christ, because the Bible says the hour is coming and is now here. When the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now, that's found in the book of John, chapter four, verse twenty three through twenty four. And Jesus tells us in Matthew six, chapter six, verse thirty three. But seek ye first. Let's say it again. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Not second, not third. Don't add it in addition to your life. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things. All these things will be added to you. Glory to God. And when God says all these things, God is not a man that he should lie. So. We want to believe that today. We want to believe that today. It's my desire that God will add to you an increasing knowledge of him. And a revelation of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit. To lead and guide you through this life as you prepare for the life that is to come in God's eternal kingdom. Now, last week. I shared three tips on how to become spiritually fit. So here's the recap. The first was that we must be born again. Now, the Bible says in John chapter three, verse three, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Look, to be born again, you must believe the gospel. You must believe the gospel. This is good news. That by no effort of your own. You can be saved. By grace through faith. And faith, you must have faith in the death, burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he reconciled us to God by satisfying the debt we owe as sinners because the wages of sin is death. And can I say that one more time to make sure that you get it? This is he reconciled us to God. It satisfied the father. His death, his his shed blood, his willing sacrifice. He came out the comforts of heaven to take on the form of flesh. 
But he reconciled us to God by satisfying that debt. We owe that debt. It should have been us on that cross. But he did it. He took it for us and he satisfied that debt that we owe because the wages of sin is death. And so he died for us that we may be made the righteousness of God in him, not the righteousness of God in Rashid, not the righteousness of God in Michelle, not the righteousness of God in some angel or some other being or whatever it is. It's so he died for us that we may be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He's the righteous one. And because he satisfied our debt, it pleased the father and he raised them from the dead. He raised them from the dead for us. So that he can impute his righteousness onto us. Because in and ourselves, we cannot be righteous. Our, our bodies do not want nothing to do with God. Our body wants to wants to fulfill the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of our life. But we can be made righteous in Christ Jesus when he imputes it to us, when we are born again. So the first is that we must be born again. The second tip was that we need to be taught. And many of us are so prideful. We don't want nobody to teach us nothing. We think we know everything. We think we've experienced a lot in life. I'm here to tell you, I thought I experienced a whole lot being in the military, traveling around the world, going through different situations. I thought, you know, I've, I've been through it all. But you know what? I, I come to find out I don't know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. And so the second tip is that we need to be taught. Romans 10 Chapter 10, verse 14 says, and how are we to hear without someone preaching? I'm preaching to you right now, but there, there's other preachers out there. There's your local church. You have to get under a covering. You have to get under some teaching. Look, preachers are the mouthpiece of God. Preachers are chosen by God to be teachers, under shepherds and watchmen. I'm not sharing this with you because I'm zealous. I'm called to preach the gospel to the lost. I'm called to stand in the gap. See, as the Lord said in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. Look, beloveds, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all people will come to repentance. Look, Jesus left instructions for the apostle Peter to feed his flock, to feed his flock of followers and tend to his sheep. So you have to submit to being taught. Now, this might come to a this might come to a surprise for you. But like I said, you don't know everything. God is all knowledgeable, all powerful, all knowing. He's he's all wise. I rather trust in, in his wisdom than my own. There's mistakes. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. We fall short. And so the moment that we acknowledge that we don't know everything, we'll take in the teaching. Now, I do want to caution you that not all teaching is good. Some there are some false teachers out there. There's some false prophets. And that's why you have to stay in prayer because you have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you on this journey. There are a lot of tricksters out there, a lot of deceivers out there. There are a lot of people who will tell you there's more than one way to get to God. 
There's a lot of people who will tell you there's there's more to the Bible than what you are reading. There's a lot of people who will tell you that, you know, things are happening right now. You're seeing signs. And but trust me, you need to stay in prayer and allow God to lead and guide you to the right teachers. Now, I'm constantly sharing scripture with you. And I always encourage you, read your own Bible. If I share scripture with you, write down that scripture and you read it for yourself. In fact, don't just read that one verse. Read the chapter and get the full context. So as you're being taught, you're learning. You're learning. You're being taught. It's an endless cycle until we leave this earth. Glory to God. Now, the third tip. The third tip was that you have to practice spiritual disciplines. So again, this means reading the word and praying daily. Reading the Bible is vital to your inner man being nourished with good nutrition. It's filled with truth and it fills your body with this word when you begin to speak and do things with the heart of God. It'll help you develop that relationship. It'll help you understand or or differentiate the voices that you may be hearing your own conscience. You want to hear from God. You want to be led by his spirit. So in order to do that, you have to read to know what the voice of God sounds like, to know what those words sound like. And then you have to pray so that you stay in constant communication with our heavenly father. Now, practicing this spiritual discipline is like training your muscles in a gym. And unknowingly, you begin to develop muscle memory. Now, when we look up the, the definition of muscle memory, it is the ability to repeat a specific muscular movement with improved efficiency and accuracy that is acquired through practice and repetition. You will not. <laughs> I repeat, you will not be successful as a Christian without practice and repetition of your intake of the word of God and prayer. God is Lord God Almighty. He's omnipotent, meaning he's all powerful. He's omniscient. He knows everything, even your thoughts before you think them. And he's omnipresent. He is everywhere at one time and is always he is ever present. Glory to his name. And he says in John chapter 15, verse five, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit. Whew, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Don't think for a second, beloveds, you can attempt to live this life apart from God's grace, mercy and enabling ability. We can't do it. Not this life. Glory to God. Now, this brings us to our fourth tip. This I didn't share last week, but this is a this is a fourth tip and secret that I want to share with you. Many of you might notice, many of you may not, but you have an adversary. You have an adversary who tries to make you question God's validity. He's a thief, a robber, a liar and a murderer. His name is Lucifer, the devil. And he comes not but to steal, kill and destroy. <laughs> so tip number four is you have to fight a battle that is being fought in the spiritual realm. 
You can't see Satan. You can't see his demons, but he is certainly against you and is relentless in attacking your faith, your body, your mind, your thoughts and your view of God and people. Without being spiritually fit, you will surely lose this battle. I want you to ask yourself this question. Does a boxer go untrained into a ring to fight? What about an MMA fighter? Better yet, does a soldier go off to war without being trained? See, when you become a Christian, your soul is saved from eternal hellfire. But that's not it. You still got to live this life out as a Christian. And Jesus said in his word, in the last days, there will be perilous times. There will be tribulation. Glory to God. You see, we've been saved from eternal hellfire, but that's not it. You become a soldier in the army of the Lord. And our battle is fought in the spiritual realm. We train ourselves in warfare by learning of Jesus through the Holy Bible and prayer. In fact, before Jesus ascended into heaven on a cloud to be seated at the right hand of God, the father, he said to all those who are born again. This is what he said. He said, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. That's in Acts chapter one, verse eight. So what kind of power is he talking about? Ephesians chapter six, verse 12 says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So we're not fighting a physical fight with people. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit, has given us power to fight in the spiritual realm. And by the way, the Holy Spirit is God. This is how he is able to be ever present in our lives. If Jesus did not die on the cross, we would not have the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, Jesus told his disciples, he said, if I do not go, then I cannot send the comforter for you. You see, after Jesus bled, suffered and died on the cross and hung his head and died on that cross and was buried in the tomb. After three days, he was raised from the dead. And when he was raised from the dead, he descended into the pit. And he preached to the captives and he set them free. But then he came into the earth again and he walked amongst his believers for 40 days, showing himself to them, even 500 at one time to show and to prove that he was alive. But after 40 days, Jesus ascended on a cloud to be seated at the right hand of God, the father in heaven. And 10 days later, he sent the gift of the Holy Spirit into the earth. You see, Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, the father right now. But the Holy Spirit 
is in the earth. And that's for me and it's for you. It's for all those who believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we need the Holy Spirit. We need that training. We need that power. We need that lead. We need that guidance to fight in the spiritual realm. And so God is ever present in the earth right now with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. I want to tell you today that you must be trained to be spiritually fit. You must read your word daily. You must pray daily. In fact, pray without ceasing. You can pray anytime, anywhere, orally or silently. Prayers are simple communication with God. Glory to God. You can he can hear your every thought. He knows what you're going to pray before you pray it. But it's the submission to him. He wants to know that you trust him enough to call on him, to ask of things, to to give thanksgiving to him, to pray for others. Glory to God. So we we always have something we can pray about. There's always somebody going through something. There's always something that we need in our lives. There's always something that we're thankful for. So there's always an opportunity to talk to God through prayer. You must also meditate on what you read in the Bible. And ask God in prayer afterwards for revelation about what you read. It's not the type of yoga meditation that's demonic. But meditate on God's written word. This will open you up to hear the voice of God and to know what he sounds like and how he chooses to speak to you. So here's a starter plan for you. I got homework for y'all. <laughs> I want you to read the book of John in the Holy Bible. I don't care if you read for five minutes, 30 minutes or an hour at a time. But whenever you're done reading each time, I want you to pray and ask God to reveal to you what you just read. Next week, I will I will try to share some instruction on how to pray. I mean, it's it's. I guess I guess you could say it's a format to it. It's nothing. I mean, we can come to God any way we want, but we want to come to God in reverence. We want to come to God uh, in the right way, in the right posture. We want our hearts right with God when we come to him in prayer. We want to come to God in reverence of his splendor and his glory and his mercy and his righteousness and his holiness. His holiness, he is set apart. His ways are not like ours. He is his thoughts are higher than ours. And he created us. Do you know that God formed man from the dust of the ground? And that he breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam, the first man. And then he performed the first surgery by putting him into a deep sleep and removing a rib from his side and closing the incision up. And then he created woman from that rib. This is the all powerful God. So when we go to him in prayer, it should be in reverence of his splendor and his glory. Now, if there are any of you who do not have a relationship with Christ. Maybe because you thought you had to be in shape 
before you come to him or because you didn't know how much you need him to save your soul. I want to invite you to open your heart to receive him tonight. I don't want this opportunity to pass you by because we're not promised tomorrow. We don't know what the next few minutes holds. If you watching the news, there's there's lawlessness in the land. There's there's senseless murders. There's there's senseless things happening. There's just sudden events that are happening. And this is not to scare you, but you should know that if you die without Christ as your savior. He will say, depart from me. I never knew you and you will be separated from God for eternity. To burn in a lake of fire where you will never sleep, never eat, never rest, and you will be tormented. It's an it's an unquenchable flame. And you will have that for eternity. This life is but a vapor. But that eternity is not something that I want for you. What I want for you is that when you leave this physical body and you stand before the presence of Jesus to be judged. I want you to be able to stand before him and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, as he ushers you into the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Look, Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus knew no sin, but became the sin sacrifice for our guilt. He took 100 percent of God's wrath being crucified on the cross so that you can be made right with God. Now, I'm not promising you that you're going to have a life of no suffering, that you're not going to have a life full of trials and obstacles. In fact, Jesus said, if anyone is to follow me, they must deny themselves, pick up their cross and follow me. That cross meant death for Jesus. But guess what? He was raised from the dead. And that's the promise that we have when we believe the good news, when we believe the gospel, we're promised that absent from the body. We will be present with the Lord. So if that's your choice today and you want to receive Christ as your savior. Let us repent of our sins today and ask God to forgive us. Bow your heads before the Lord if you're in agreement and repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know I was a born sinner. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. And I believe on the third day, God raised me, or God raised him from the dead. I now repent of all my sins. Forgive me, Lord. For what I've done to myself and what I've done to others. Jesus, come into my heart and make me the person you want me to be. And by faith, I receive the Lord Jesus as my Lord, my personal Savior, and my Master. Now say, Jesus, save my soul. Save my soul, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. If you said that prayer, welcome to the body of Christ.
welcome to this band of holiness, this band of people who are who have inherited the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Now, I want to I want to pray for those who who already know Christ as Savior. But I want to pray for you today that this helped you to guide you in being spiritually fit. Let us bow our heads. Father, I come to you right now, Lord God, and I lift up every every listener right now, God. Father, I'm praying, Father, that you would you would reveal a new facet of your nature to them, Lord God. I'm praying, Father, that you would fill them afresh with the Holy Ghost, Lord God, with the fruit of the Spirit and gifts of the Spirit. I pray, Father, for those who have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you baptize them in the Holy Ghost, that they may be led and guided by your Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for trusting us with your word, for trusting us with your Holy Spirit. And I pray, God, that you would do something magnificent for the person who believes. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Glory to God. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode nine. I'm so thankful that you guys have, have taken part in this. And, and um, you know, this is not the most popular podcast, but you guys are faithful in seeking God. And and I want to invite you today, if you would like to support this ministry, you can sow a seed of faith into the word of God so that this message goes out as far as we can reach it. This is not only done on podcasts or videos. We go out into the street. We give out resources, Bibles, gift cards if we can, clothing if we can, food if we can. But this is all financed by God and God's people. And so if you want to sow a seed into this ministry, I want to invite you to, to go on Cash App and, and put in dollar sign Christ partnership. And whatever you sow, I, I, I just want to assure you that God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, cup, your cup runneth over. Shall men give into your bosom? God honors those who support his gospel, who support his his preachers and who support the word of God going forth to the people that he wants to save. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so if you want to sow this seed, go to Cash App, dollar sign Christ Partnership and make sure you guys reach out to me and, and just let me know. Hey, I sowed a seed or, you know, I, I want some literature. I want a Bible for some family members, whatever the case is, but, but don't be scared. Just reach out. Um, even if it's just to say hello, glory to God. And I will catch you guys next week. I love you guys with the love of the Lord. God bless you.